Welcome back to the Valley Variety with your usual suspects. Once again, Ben Yates. Jacob Jones, welcome back. We're here to talk more about our incessant rambling on ASU sports, NBA All-Star events, and everything else that happened this week. But before we start any of that, there was a uh, we had a special surprise from a certain guest here in Phoenix mm. this week. Let me ask you a question, Ben. Yeah, sure. He, he did come here. Yeah. yeah we got a special guest from the wet man. The rain has come. <laughs> wet <to> man. <laughs> AKA Stephen Curry is finally coming back to Phoenix. Let's put that on the poll. Did you receive a special gift from the wet man? The wet man. Yes or no? <laughs> it has finally rained in the desert, which is kind of apropos what's been going on around the valley today. We'll get that into that later. And it also means that the lockout is still happening. Major League Baseball. Uh, I would talk about Major League Baseball, but what's there to talk about? We absolutely are, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It is getting pretty rough for uh, MLB right now as we are uh, in the stage of um, panic mode. Mm-hmm. It is February 23rd. Spring training would would have been set to start about um, 26th. Would have been the first spring training game. Right. Yeah, so we are in some serious. This is, you know we're in DefCon one in terms of Major League Baseball. We will they'll have to figure that out later. But as you were talking about All Star game this past weekend, a lot of things went right and yes. a lot of things didn't go right, and we'll get into that. And uh, later in the show. Yeah, speaking of things of not going right, though, let's get into the first topic, which is Herm Edwards yes. and Michael Crow, uh, yes. our president of ASU. We have to tiptoe around this topic, so yes. <laughs> we have to be very careful. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but there is a lot of controversy going around with recruiting from the ASU head football coach, Herm Edwards, mm-hmm. uh, and Michael Crow sticking up for his head coach. Yes. Uh, and promising he'll yeah. stay around for another season. Yeah, there are some serious problems going on with the ASU program, not just because of record, not just because of what's going on within the program, but um, a lot of that has to do with leadership. You know, one of the promises that Herm made in 2018 when he got hired was, you know, not only taking and getting on the train, but taking a new uh, leadership approach to his players, taking a new step forward at ASU. And that starts with, Holding their guys accountable. And that's just that just hasn't been true. And Dr. Michael Crow went on Bickley Murata 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, Dan Bi- our own Dan Bickley talked about uh, these recruiting violations and what's going on with the program. And we have a soundbite from this morning, uh, Dan, Bis- Dan Bickley asking Michael, Dr. Michael Crow about. Um, Herb, Herb Edwards' future and the situation going on at ASU. Let's get it. Herb Edwards still have his job because at the very least, he is the head coach of a program that is dealing with, with semi-serious or serious allegations. Your thoughts on that? Why does Herm Edwards still have a job? You know, in all of these things where you have people who uh, decide not to play by the rules, uh, those people are gone. Uh, now we're looking at, uh, you know, what went wrong and why that happened and so forth. So we're, so we're still in the thick of that. Uh, Coach Edwards has uh, done an outstanding job of upgrading our overall program. Uh, we've got this uh, this uh, collision of uh, people that uh, you know decided to uh, you know not play by the rules relative to recruiting, and so we'll be looking at how we can make improvements and so forth and so on. But uh, Coach Edwards is responsible for the actions of all of his people. But uh, these are not things that he asked them to do. These were not things that he was uh, you know a, a part of. 
and so we're 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 looking at every. So we'll stop it right there. But because of the last line that Dr. Crow said of that, these are the actions that his people took, but not actions that he condoned or that he did himself. Uh, but there's yeah. there's there's a and I know we can't go too much into it. There's a lot going on just in just that one sentence. Right. Uh, it's it it's kind of turns it back on itself. It's as not you, all Antonio Pierce. It's just not. no. It's when one you know when one thing goes down after another after another after another. There's something going on down the line, and I think it all has to start with Herm. Yeah. Herm, you're the head coach. You're the leader of the program. You're bringing in <clears> these guys. You're bringing in these these coaches, and then, you know, they're not following the rules. And like, like Dr. Crow said in that last sentence, you know, it's not uh, totally on Herm. The guys that, that did wrong and that did the wrong things are no longer here, and the guys that want to be part of this program are here. But at the same time, you're still under investigation. Yeah. So this is... It's not, you know, well, we kicked the guys, the wrong guys out, and now we got them the right guys, and now we're all good. You Sorry. Want what, you want to know what the M no. in Herm Edwards stands for? You know what it stands for? Oh, no. Michael Crow. As in, you need Michael Crow to save you. Yes, it's, I think we all need a Michael Crow in our lives to save us. Yeah. Speaking of Dr. Crow, come down to downtown Phoenix. We'd love to see you. You know what the R in Herm and Crow stand for? <laughs> that that's pretty apropos. That is pretty. That's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. It's the you know I think especially with the uh, the news that's coming out with uh, rec- with recruiting not violations but recruiting just in general. Yeah. ASU having a very rough recruiting class right now, and you know who is having a good recruiting class? Everyone at the SEC. Uh, not only that, not only that <laughs> but the school down south. Oh no. U of A is beating ASU. Maybe not in the last five years, but they're beating them in recruiting. Just today, U of A, I uh, can't remember his name on the top of my head, but they did get a four-star quarterback recruit out of Colorado. The number one ranked uh, oh, wow. quarterback out of Colorado is now an Arizona Wildcat. And That's speaking probably of, you want to hear after Jaden Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of Jaden Daniels, I know I know. We uh, last podcast we had was before the news broke, but Jaden Daniels has transferred out of ASU. He will be leaving the program. Not exactly sure where. Jaden has not confirmed it himself, but multiple reports from 24-7 Sports and Devil's Digest have confirmed that Jaden Daniels will be entering the transfer portal. And a video surfacing from the ASU locker room of ASU players clearing out and throwing out the stuff in his locker. Wow. After it was announced that he would be transferring out. There's a lot going on with ASU football right now. And I understand there's it's a delicate and what's going on in the program. But man, when you got those guys turning on their teammate, you know? Yeah. They're well, saying clear, clear that yeah. guy's stuff out. That's what they were saying. Well you, you have to feel backstabbed. Yeah. Like those those all all the players at ASU must feel backstabbed by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what how many of them have has he told that he's gonna do this before he actually right. went out and did it. And you know, we don't know exactly the specifics of why Jaden's transferring out or you know, is there something going on? That's all that's all up in the air, but the one thing we we do know is that the players feel extremely backstabbed by this. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying before, that video in the locker room of guys um, raiding his locker with a giant trash can in the ASU locker room, Seriously? throwing out his his belongings, wow. throwing out his jersey, throwing out his practice helmet. You know, whatever was in there, they were throwing their throwing his cleats. He said, you know, clear that guy's stuff out. You yeah. know, and the one thing that got a lot of people that that you know really got people's eyes opening was, you know, clear that guy's stuff out. 
that dude sucks anyway. Wow. That okay. is that shows a lot of hostility in that locker room. Yeah. And it, like we were saying before, it all starts with Herm. And it all goes to the top. It makes you speculate what's going on at the top. Yeah. If something's going on at the top, it's got, it's, it trickles down to the bottom. And ASU, uh, you know, if this was the year to make the Rose Bowl, then maybe it's the only year that will be close to the Rose Bowl. You have to think that what is happening with Herm Edwards, Antonio Pierce, all the coaching stuff that does recruiting does affect someone like Jaden Daniels to yeah. go into the transfer portal. Is this cause-effect relationship? That's a really he doesn't want to be a part of this program that has so much shade on them at the moment. Yeah, there's none of that. And, you know, Antonio Pierce was part of that class that recruited Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. back in 2018. And now that Pierce has left, and a lot of the guys that built this program, that built his foundation, a lot of the seniors that have left the program, um, have kind of built that foundation for Jaden to build up down to his junior, junior year and now into his senior year, which he would not be assignable for his junior for his senior year. But, you know, I think there's a lot of that saying, you know, now my affiliation with the program is now gone. Mm-hmm. My affiliation with the guys that aren't here anymore, Antonio Pierce, a couple assistant coaches, Rob Likens, like former offensive coordinator, there's a lot going on inside, you know, those walls. And I think it's only a matter of time until we see the results on the field. Right. Like how much does this, you know, we don't know that until fall, until September comes around, you play your first game. And you still need to develop a, a new quarterback, yeah. a new starting quarterback. And obviously ASU does have some depth now. We have the transfer quarterback from Alabama, who is now a Sun Devil, and then the backup Trent, uh, Trenton Burge, who has been, you know, seeing the garbage time games, uh, playing some pretty good ball, but when you don't have your number one guy, and your number one guy, you know, without it, you know, I know he's had his up and downs and, uh, you know, you know, the question of whether or not how legit he is as a college quarterback, but there's no doubt Jane Daniels is your number one. Right. There's not, there's not a doubt about it. There, I know he has his, you know, his peaks and his, his valleys, but he's your number one. And when your number one leaves, you know, you're going to feel the impact mm-hmm. of having to rebuild relationships and then take, you know, have these guys take the field as starters for the first time in their career. It's like starting over. It's like starting all over again, like we did in 2019. So we'll see what happens exactly with uh, ASU football. But another thing not to going well, uh, not going well this weekend was uh, I can't even can't even get my thoughts together because it was you know so it was, so up and down. It was hurt. the NBA All Star weekend? It hurt to watch the dunk contest. Oh my right? goodness! Uh, we made some predictions. Ugh. Though, yeah. before we went into it, you we said, did. what, Levine for the three-point. Yeah, I did. Uh, you went with Cavs with me on the skills challenge, and what was your dunk? That was Jalen Green? It was Jalen Green. Yeah, I went three for O. Oh. Yes, three, you did. Three and O oh for that one. Yeah. I picked Carl Anthony Towns for three-point, uh, and Obi Toppin for dunk for no particular reasons at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they would do it. That's uh, especially you being a Kentucky guy. I like, went full bias, and I won. It, <laughs> man, cat. That was incredible. That's just his shooting motion. You know, it doesn't look so pretty when he's pushing the ball out, but man. Well, he's already all the way up there. All he has to do is just, you know, lay it up. Pretty much. From that three-point line. I'm sure he could be like the uh, Michael Jordan Space Jam. Exactly. Yeah, with his long arms. And just puts it, just like places it in the basket. That's basically what Cat was doing. I I do have to credit the NBA for doing something really nice for Cat, though. Uh, He got to wore his... He wear oh my god I'm sorry I'm tripping up on my words uh, both of us <laughs> uh, he got to wear his mother's necklace around yeah. his neck for the three point challenge that was really cool uh, and 
usually that is not allowed on the court for any NBA game, but they made an exception because of his mother's uh, passing just last year for, from the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic. Yeah, and that just shows uh, not only just the respect the NBA has, but showing that why Adam Silver is the best commissioner out of the four major sports. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, I think seeing a guy like that win, you can really see the passion, you know. I think that, you know, you know, wearing her ne- necklace, I think, really helped. He I think. flashed it at the end, too, like, yeah. you know, all for you. All and there was you. You know, another guy that was flashing something was uh, <laughs> was Steph to the uh, the camera, the, the most famous shot. Oh, my maybe God. In all, maybe in all-star history of Steph's back turned. Totally. Did, did it go in? Did it go in? And and just walk. I mean, that photo is so cold. Yeah. That just like sixteen threes in an NBA All Star game is the most in an All Star game, and also the most in any NBA game ever. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just. I mean, he broke. I know he's already a record breaker, and I'm sure Ray Allen's just on the sideline of the game, just arms folded. He like, broke the record for most threes in one half twice. Yeah. <laughs> that game, he broke it twice. Yeah. In both halves. <laughs> that man is insane. He's that, you know, mama, there goes that man, for real. You know, mama. <laughs> there goes that man. It's just just crazy. But uh, another guy that someone was flashing the camera with, I think, who was it, had the uh, NFT on his. Oh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Your pick? Fla- I, my pick. I was he like, was oh. the worst of all of them. I was like, oh, kiddo. Flashing. He had his phone on a chain. Yeah. If he actually dunked with that and landed perfectly, I'd be giving him a 10, but he decided to take it off and give it to Isaiah Thomas. I was like, oh, come on, you're just wasting my time. And also, you know, someone that, a former Sun Devil who didn't uh, do as great and got a lot of hate, Josh Christopher. Oh, yeah. Refused to make the right pass. Um, and the, uh, he was, you know, because I think the dunk was the off the backboard oh, side. Oh, my God. He messed that up. And he just kept missing. You know, there's a lot of precision so that hard. goes into that, and he just kept, like, hitting, like, the wrong side well, of it. It's not even that hard, honestly. All you have to do is just hit it right off the side, and Jalen Greenhead just has to catch it. And he just, he, like, one time he threw it too high, and then he threw it too low, and then I think one time he missed it. Yeah, he just missed it completely. And Jalen was like, dude, yeah. come on. Jalen's score went down because of that. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of apropos of the Rocket season. Yeah. It's just, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of yeah. been a... It's kind of been a dunk contest, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of been a dunk contest. And he's Jalen Green is so good in-game yeah. with dunks. It's We saw him when we went to a Suns-Rockets game. Yeah. He was he had bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> he got up there. That dude is legit. Uh, in the future, he will probably be back in this contest again, better than ever. Yeah. And hopefully more creative and more efficient. Because yes. this was a horrible dunk contest. Dwayne Wade said it himself. This contest was a solid six. Yeah, a six, which is the lowest score you can give it. And that's a lot from Dwayne Wade, the most biased scorer in dunk contest <laughs> history. The <laughs> best highway robber <laughs> I, I, for Aaron Gordon. Oh, I know. That's that was just. I mean, I just you know, speaking of Aaron Gordon, it made me really appreciate the uh, 2016 dunk contest yeah, and the 2020 dunk contest. Yeah, that was the last a, really good one. That was a really good. One I think too. it was Derek Jones. Yeah, uh, Junior. Yeah. Where is he this year? I'd love to see that man come back. I just let's flash the Derrick Jones Jr. bad signal. Yeah, and now I feel so bad for Obi Toppin because he's a he's a legit dunker. Yeah, but the whole contest sucked around him. It it just made him look bad. I know everyone was missing dunks and he missed like one or two, out of all the 
attempts that he had, he was efficient. Yeah. And like that you were saying, just the, the now the hate coming from the dunk cost, you know, there's a reason that, and I hope we need to have, we need to start having some better ones because you know what happened to the dunk contest? Mm-hmm. It folded. Yeah. After, after a certain point in the 90s, they took away the dunk contest. Yeah. You know, they had to really, the NBA players had to fight for it back because at one point Kobe Bryant was, was in the dunk contest. And, yeah. you know, no offense to Kobe, but he's... No, he's not. He wasn't the dunker that he became yeah, at that They just time. Have, used to have these terrible lineups, and these guys would go and miss their dunks, and they'd try to do windmills and stuff. And That's what's happening now. We have now horrible it's lineups. Now. And so you have to be careful because the NBA's looking at this like, a man, we really got, you know, we really got embarrassed on Saturday mm-hmm. with the guys missing these dunks. Spike Lee just on the sideline shaking right. his head. Like, I now I hope... The format doesn't change. I hope it doesn't at all. People kept saying that Dwayne Wade was backing that, uh, you know, we need to change so the three-point contest is last. The dunk contest isn't that big anymore. They tried to make the dunk contest last year in the halftime of the All-Star game. Yeah. What are you doing there? Oh, soundbite. I think there's only uh, a... soundbite. Yeah, it was a wrong soundbite. Interrupting just, the show with a soundbite. I, I know. I say, now, it's, now, it's, now it's my turn. Cause... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about the sound bite that probably works for both situations, myself and the dunk contest. I, you know, Spike Lee in the sidelines, arms folded. That's the most disappointed I've seen Spike Lee in about three weeks. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> the Knicks this year. Since he got horrible. since he got kicked out of the Garden again. He got kicked out. Uh, yeah, remember he got he took the wrong elevator. Oh. <laughs> he took the wrong elevator. No, oh it was, my God. He was all over first take. Uh, st- Stephen A was all confused. They were like, "What? Well, you know, what's going on, brother?" It's like he was, <laughs> and he was like, "They kicked me out of MSG." And I wish he, you know, he probably wishes he would have gotten kicked out of the, uh, the uh, arena that, or Cavs arena or Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Is it Rocket Mortgage still? It is. It is. It was I, Quicken Loans when it was, was there. when uh, they had all those finals run. It was Quicken Loans yeah. Arena. Arena now it's arena names need to, need to stop. They need to cut it out. I know it's just you know, the crypto.com sun, arena. Crypto.com arena. It's it's, it's it, ew. It's gross. I don't want to say .com and the arena name. I know. Stop it. The Coyotes had like something like that. It was are the Coyotes fans out there jobbing.com arena. Why? It was just it was too long. That's too long. And like the Suns arenas have all been really long too. You know, U.S. Airway Center. Was it Talking Stick Point? Talking Stick Resort Arena. Oh, resort. Then. Four names in one. Yeah. Little thing. And then, you know, when we opened, it was America West Arena. That's a lot. And, you know, even that was, even that still has some charm to it because, you know, it had, a, had the nickname the AWA, and then yeah. Talking Stick Resort Arena really didn't have any shine. Now it's Footprint Center. Isn't the so, Miami Heat, uh, or was it, no, no, it is the Heat with the uh, oh, American Airlines? American Airlines Center, right? That's a lot. <laughs> that, that is a lot. It's, you know, why do, why do these corporations have to have such long names. I don't want crypto.com. I want Staples back. I know. it's. I'd be fine with Crypto Arena. Crypto but, Arena. Yeah. But dot .com, get it out of here. It's just, you know, crypto's gotten such the name now, so it's like, yeah, it's all it's all the jazz. Tom Cruise and Matt Damon. Yeah. All those other celebrities that are now, um, have their, a piece of their name in the uh, Lakers Arena. So, right. that's pretty neat. Now, speaking of getting, you know, your name idolized, Idolizing these uh, 75 players that yeah. were uh, honored. That ceremony was something. Uh, it was almost tear-jerking. It was. The Kobe Bryant moment was like, oh, my God, man. I, you know, if that Why? that just, um, they had the picture, and they had, you know, the guy pointing, you know. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, Kobe, the Mamba. 
and you know them photoshopping Kobe into a picture on their Instagram. Yeah. If it had LeBron and Magic and Kareem and a couple of They photoshopped guys. Kobe into that? They photoshopped Kobe Bryant into oh that. Oh, my God. Of, I don't even want to see. I might just cry. It, it just, <laughs> I, I almost, and I'm not a Kobe fan when he was playing. But, no, I was never a huge Kobe fan, but when you think about that. But, you know, just, just his legacy wow. and how, you know, th- you know that, the fact that he's gone really, you know, mm-hmm. he touched a lot of those guys. And, you know, there's a lot of guys out there, you know, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Showing up in his <laughs> Dennis was so funny during that. It's just like it's, it's photobombing it's, all of them. He's just that's so Dennis. <laughs> he has no idea the bo- the borders and boundaries he's crossing. I mean he's that guy would there. that guy left practice to go to Las Vegas for forty eight hours. <laughs> so over forty eight hours. Over you know Michael he, had to go get him. Yeah. <laughs> had to go to the had to go into the uh, the uh, hotel room with Carmen Electra. Yeah. Poor Carmen Electra. Am I, I right? Yes or no? That, there's a poll question. <laughs> Carmen Electra. Do you feel bad for Carmen Electra? <laughs> yes or no? Having, having to deal with Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a, a I mean, fun journey. And then, you An know, experience. Dennis Rodman ended up marrying himself, which was another fun story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Dennis. It's so Dennis. That's, 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 like a good, that's another one. That's so Dennis. Yes or no? Sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> that's so Dennis. That's me. <laughs> Another scary thing that's happened, though, uh, speaking of marrying yourself and scary things, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Jacob is not a fan of this topic as a diehard Suns fan. Right. He has been a Suns fan all his life. I have. Uh, so when we talk about this subject, he might have a tear rolling down his cheek. <laughs> uh, Chris Paul has a finger injury that will last yeah. him till the end of the regular season, yes. no matter what happens here. Yes. Uh, yes, he does have, um, in the Rockets game, he looked like he had jammed his thumb. It's a lot, it is a lot more serious. He, he does have, he broke part of the bone in his thumb. He has to, he did have a cast on for most of the All-Star game. And, and he had uh, to play in like a minute. He, he did play for a minute, which scared the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> was, and especially that Monty Williams was his coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, how does Monty okay that? That was, that was it, it must not I've be never that been more bad. Like, it must not be that bad for Monty to be like, okay, you can do this. Yes. But, I mean, I brought the point to you, like, this could be his last All-Star game. So yeah. he wants to go out there and do it. Absolutely. Uh, and if Draymond had the ability to do it without ending his career right there, I'm pretty sure he might do it too because this is very close to his last All-Star yeah. game. You know, I think with now with CP3, it really brings up, you know, it, a lot of talk around the Suns right now. You know, how will the Suns do? How will the... Suns rebound. How will the Suns do this and that without their leader, their star, Chris Paul? Yeah. But you know, I think we'll be fine. I'm right. not. I'm not losing sleep over the fact that we, you know, won't have. You know, it, def- it definitely stinks. Mm-hmm. I'm not not gonna just sit here and be like, well, you know, next man up, which is gonna be the mentality for the Suns, uh, the rest the rest of the regular season. You know, probably a couple weeks into the playoffs, if uh, Chris Paul doesn't get the exact uh, good news that he needs, you know, and. And hopefully he does, and hopefully he gets to join the team later in May or June to go on this playoff run. But right, right now, I think it falls on a lot of these guys like Cameron Payne and Cam Johnson and especially Book. Yeah, Book's going to need to shoulder the team like he did in the bubble. That's I, how it's going to happen. And I think what we saw from Book, and what makes me so comfortable with going into these last few weeks of the regular season, which is so crazy to say, to think, you know, when you think of Chris Paul's injury at 68, six to eight weeks, mm-hmm. and you already, th- you know, you look at the schedule, and it's like, wow, we only have so so, yeah. so many games left, because, right. you know, granted, I'll talk about the Suns record right now to 
Just kind of to show how many games we're in. And to show your intelligence of the Suns, yeah. Indeed. Indubitably. <laughs> uh, the Suns are 48 and 10. Right. We are 58 games into the season now, which means we have about uh, probably 20 to 30 games. Or, yeah, about 30 to 40 games, I should say, because 82 game season. Yeah. You have a 24 games left. Yes, 24 games. And so, big brain energy. <laughs> and so, right now with the Suns, I think what we have to do is, uh, not only with just like these last 24 games, but just not, you know, I think a lot of people have compared to kind of holding on, you know. Mm-hmm. Just kind of hold on to your stance. Hold on to your number one seed. Hold on for, someone said hold on for dear life and just hope you get the number spot, one seed. They have a good spot, though. We are in a really good spot, which makes a lot of Suns very comfortable of saying, you know. But, you know, because we are very deep. We're a lot deeper than last year. We have... Right. We got guys. We have Landry Shamit. We JaVale have McGee. JaVale. We have Alfred Payton. We have... Three-time champ JaVale McGee. We have Biz, back, we have Bismack Biombo. Biz cracked. Biz cracked Which will Biombo. be joining the team back finally after he had to take a couple days off before the All-Star game oh, with, yeah. to deal with uh, personal issues. And so Bismack will be back um, tomorrow against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But uh, I think what the Suns have to do right now, away from being headstrong, just holding on, is really rely on these guys. And I think it's going to start with Book. We saw it in the bubble. We saw it, you know, before Chris Paul was here. You know, the reason that Chris Paul wanted to come to Phoenix is he wanted to play with Devin Booker. Yeah. And that's just going to have to be the leader that Book will have to become. But you know, CP3 will still be on the will be still be on the sidelines. He'll still be, I'm sure, in the huddles. He'll be on by Monty's side if he can. Yeah. He's going to be that second coach he for them be. for a while now. And I think that's what makes me really comfortable is that Chris Paul didn't disappear. Right, just his presence on the court. Just his presence. And so, you know, DeAndre is still going to be coming to the sideline and seeing uh, Chris Paul, which really helps. And speaking of sideline, we had a (laughs) sideline incident last (laughs) night with uh, Bobby Hurley's brother, Dan Hurley, who coaches the the UConn men's team, ejected last night for, uh, what was it, pumping up the crowd. Yeah, just raising your hands up and like, come on, get some noise in here. That was just... Not only was it hilarious, but it was just like my my roommate, uh, my roommate Justin. A shout out to Justin. Uh, <laughs> I know he listens to these sometimes. Came knocked came knocked on my door and said, "Hey, Bobby Hurley's brother just got ejected." I said, "Dan?" I was like, "Yeah, I guess he like pumped up the crowd and the ref got mad." Yeah. And got ejected. Come on, ref. It just, you know, as, I think as Charles would say, that, that was just ridiculous. Why is it always Charles? You just find <laughs> the most random spot out of all of them. You could have done this during the NBA 75 thing where he was actually a part of it. The Suns, when he was on the Suns, you could just do something like that anywhere else. But, but Anywhere uh, else but college basketball. But, but that's, just not, that's just not ridiculous enough, Kenny. It, you never cease to amaze me. It's just, it's just not ridiculous. You're breathtaking in your oh, stupidity. Man, those, those referees kind of, I, I, just, I just can't believe the refs kind of. Charles is super dumb. All right. Anyway, uh, speaking of of super dumb, uh, Dwan Howard. Oh. Uh, I mean, uh, Dwan Howard. I don't know what else to say, but uh, come on, man. Dwan Howard. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, Dwan Howard is the head coach of Michigan. They played a really tough battle against Wisconsin. uh, And that the last few 15 seconds of the game... Wisconsin is up by nearly 10. They call a timeout. They could hold the ball and the game could be over within seconds, but they decide to take a controversial timeout, and Juwan Howard did not like that. 
So at the end of the game lineup, when the game is finally over after right. this inevitable delay of a timeout, he goes over and starts pushing around the yeah. head coach of Wisconsin. Yeah. This inevitably turns into a full-on pushing battle between both teams, students and staff alike. Uh, and then Juwan Howard makes it even worse for himself uh, and slaps Grins. the assistant coach yeah. of Wisconsin. Just, he doesn't. He doesn't get get the right coach. Yeah, it's like you hit the wrong guy, man. Yeah, I think it really just you know it brings up this question of like you know how far is too far, right. and that was too far. Yeah, I mean I know we talk about you know coaches getting really into the games and you know being upset. I know it's one of those unwritten rules. Right. Of basketball, it's like one of those rules. Taking up your players, you know, things that you don't do. You don't take a timeout when you know you're in a position like that. You don't, um, you don't score in the last thirty seconds or something. If you hold, if you're holding the ball, you don't drive to the bucket. You don't steal the ball. All these unwritten rules, and obviously one was broken. But you know, you had to, you got to have that clarity of just knowing what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And Jawan Howard obviously doesn't, maybe doesn't understand that. It, just that right and wrong, just of. And I know he put out the apology and his, you know, I understand my actions. and yeah. Five-game suspension probably inspired would, that. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, he said when he sees that suspension and uh, what the school will be, uh, what will happen to Michigan, that Michigan program right. going forward. Uh, Which is only know. the last five games of the season are the five games yeah. that he can't be there for. So Exactly. And just I just can't wait for the Big Ten tournament. Because there is yeah. there's five games left in the regular season and they go to the conference tournament. Of when he goes back on the floor. Whoever they play, uh, how people will react and how he himself will react to the situation. I know coaches get fired up. We obviously see Bobby Hurley get fired up every game. and He's pushed ref before. And he has at, at the end of the Stanford game, one of the things we talked about in our first episode. Yeah, what if that was the same ref that ejected Dan Hurley? <laughs> he's like the Scott Foster. Of the, he's like the Scott Foster of the Hurley family. Was, was that the same ref? That Bobby Hurley pushed. Yes oh, or no? Oh, we're gonna need some help from the audience from this one. He said, "Yeah, really dig deep into your research, even though they're from two different yeah, conferences." I, I'm just not willing to look into it myself. I mean, they are from two different conferences. I don't think it matters. It's. It, I. I don't think. He, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Just like Scott Foster, he could find yeah. a way to get himself into the news. And speaking of exactly. another guy trying to get himself into the news again. Oh my God. Tom Brady uh, is producing and starring in a movie. About Tom Brady, if you can believe it. This is the biggest ego stroke of this all time. This is from uh, the ESPN report saying Tom Brady to play himself in new movie that he's also producing. <laughs> can, can you read off the plot for me, please? Yes, I can. So according to the report, Brady will not only produce a film, but which will star Lily Tomlin, uh-huh. Jane Fonda, Rito Moreno, and Sally Field as four women who travel to see Tom Brady play in Super Bowl 51 the game in which Brady led a massive comeback to beat the Atlanta Falcons and secure the Patriots' fifth title. <laughs> it, is, it is called, and I can't even make this up, it's called 80 for Brady. <laughs> 80 for Brady. A football-themed road trip movie to set to, set to begin producing this spring. Wait, is the 80 for the miles per hour on the car? I, or? Think, I don't know. What, what could that be? I, mean, I don't know that? what else it could be for. That 80 for Brady? Passing I mean, touchdowns? or it's Like maybe miles? I don't It's like... Uh, oh, man, what? But even that 80 miles. That's weird. What? But it, Did he just try and find a number that rhymed with Brady? With Brady, yeah. Uh, 80 for Brady. <laughs> I just... I, not, so he just came out 80. Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe if it was like twenty-eight to three or something, it'd be make sense because that's the, the yeah the score thing. And then but eighty for Brady. <laughs> I mean, if less these women live in Texas, yeah, yeah, you know, there's eighty miles in Texas probably gets you from, you know, Austin to Houston. I don't know. So, so let me. Those are about. I need to walk away. this back a little bit. So let me get this straight. There are four women. Yes. In a car. Yes. And they're going to see Tom Brady. Yes. Uh. In a mo- this is a movie produced by Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, and the star that everyone is idolizing in this movie is Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. And these four women want to go to the Super Bowl because of Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. And when they get there, they see Tom Brady, Brady. acting as Tom, Tom Brady. Brady in a movie produced by Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. So what is this movie really about, Tom, Tom Brady? Brady. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good poll question. I wonder what this movie is about. Yeah, what is this movie about? Tom Brady or Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Just have those are two yeah, polls. Yeah, two. Tom Brady or it's Tom be like Brady. Left or right? It's gonna be. Where do you stand, Tom Brady or Tom Brady? Or Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. That's the real question. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I I stand with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I think it's Tom Brady. 